No one really wants a virtual tour. They don't want it. What's the point? Why do I need this? They want the solutions that it brings. Welcome back to the Open House Pro MatterPod podcast. We're excited to be joined with Dean today from Virtual Pro in New Zealand. Thanks so much for joining us, Dean. We appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and are excited to hear about your business and glean some of the insights that you have um, around the Matterport industry in general. So thanks so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure. Um, to go ahead and get started, Dean, we'd love uh, for you to introduce yourself quickly, um, hear a little bit about Virtual Pro and maybe how you got started in the Matterport industry. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Like you said, I've been in with Matterport for about five years now. Sorry, a bit of a croquet. <clears throat> Early morning. Um, and predominantly mainly Matterport we've been doing. Uh, obviously, uh, we started off trying to steer clear of residential because we did not want to be going into that. I guess when you go into residential, you become a residential photographer. <laughs> Just the nature of the business. So we very much stuck to more businesses, uh, daycares, uh, anywhere else that we could tell a better story with, with the Matterport. Uh, and then COVID obviously struck, and then it was an, an obvious choice for everybody to go in that direction. My background is uh, as a graphic designer, so it's a naturally a creative uh, outlet for us, or for me. Um, I guess as a graphic designer, my, my, my full purpose of being a graphic designer was to give my audience a uh, choice. <laughs> you know, which, way, which, which, which ad do you want to pick, which... And, and the virtual tour came along in my world and said, geez, wow, I now have an opportunity to give my audience the opportunity of choice. And in my world, when I look at a virtual tour, I don't see anything more powerful at the moment to be able to give a more engaging opportunity of choice for my client. So whether they're in a shop or a daycare, it's just your client base and your message changes with it. So When COVID hit, did you start doing more residential stuff than uh, more experiential type tours like daycares and um, museums or or different types of, of Matterport tours? Pre-COVID, I was very much into businesses that, that I, I obviously had to find a way to market this tool. Um, Matterport is an awesome tool, like anything, if you, if you find a way to sell it, you have to... You have to know how to market the product because the reality is, it, in my world, in my, my perception of business, no one really wants a virtual tour. They don't want it. What's the point? Why do I need this? They want the solutions that it brings. You know, and a lot of us sit here and try and come up with problems that we're trying to solve or, or create an issue that isn't really there. That's where we're getting stuck. We're getting stuck and saying, oh, here's the problem you, you never thought you knew you had. The thing is to be targeting the problems that are currently existing with those clients because they don't want to know problems. They never had to think about them before and they don't want you to create one for them. So really focusing for, for us, it was very much one of our, our key clients was a, believe it or not, a car rental company. Our very first major client, Easy Car Rental. Their biggest problem that they had was that when people checked in, uh, at, uh, from the international airport, they could not find their kiosks. 
for picking up the car. So then at that junction in time, three years ago, four years ago, there was no other way. This was an awesome, an awesome idea of getting someone to play with it. And it was so successful that they were voted the, uh, from their customers the best customer service mm. because most of their clients were international from Japan or from China or from – so the language barrier was there. But with a Manipur, you don't need a language barrier. So every time you went to their site or booked something, they would send you, oh, this is how you get to our kiosk from Wellington Airport, from Auckland, from Christchurch, from Dunedin. Mm. And we just – and that was an awesome client because um, – the agreement with the airport is every single time they up some, update something at the airport, they needed to update the virtual tour. <laughs> so it kept us awesomely busy. But obviously with COVID, that business just got hit dramatically. So that just kind of moved sideways. And again, lucky, like with most Matterport guys in the industry, uh, we, we've always shot at the high-end level where we piggybacked on the sides of photographers. But obviously with COVID, it was safe for us to, and clients wanted us to do the entire thing because they didn't want to have to have two or three different people going through a place. So we then naturally just figured out how to shoot real estate photography with a DSL camera. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, that's way cool that you were able to solve that problem for the car rental company. I want to just kind of double click into one thing that you mentioned. Uh, you said that sometimes it's hard to sell virtual tours um, because it's it's it can solve potential problems that the person that you're trying to sell to doesn't necessarily know exist and so one question that i have for you is um what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe newer to matterport um when it comes to trying to sell matterport or virtual tour experiences to a non-residential type client? It's a very good question. <laughs> um, to, uh, if you had to break it down, there is no real, real answer to this. The only real answer is that you're passionate about doing this, that you really, really want to do this, and you believe in what you're doing is going to solve a problem. You aren't doing this because it's just the next coolest thing. You know, you're doing this because Matterport is the – you believe in the, what the technology does and how – you as a person or as a business can solve or create a difference for a company. Without that belief, you're going to get knocked over all the time, every single time. No one is going to want to spend money, especially if, you, if you're pitching too cheap, they're going to go, it's rubbish. If you're pitching too expensive, they're not going to see the value. It's your passion in the middle that says, look, I love this so much that I'm just going to do this for nothing. And eventually you figure out how to get through this game with these people. You figure out, and sticking with a niche as, as often as possible. Let's say, for instance, daycares. Go with the daycares. You're going to get knocked everywhere all the time. It doesn't matter if you if, if you know that the gold is lying there. If, if the, they're the difficult, most difficult client, one of the most difficult clients to deal with. They're busy. You can't get to the owner. Uh, you know, it's... As soon as you can show value first, well, here's the tour. Or let me do five or six points for you, just to show you. I believe in so much, and I'm prepared to give this to you. And that's how we started. My my entire my entire framework of what I do is I deliver wow moments. 
wow, I didn't know this was possible. Wow, this is awesome. Wow, holy heck. When you deliver that well, you can start charging. For sure. I love the two things that you brought to light, which is one, you have to have a fundamental belief that the technology itself is solving a problem or helping whatever client or customer you're trying to sell. And if you don't truly believe that you're adding value to that client or customer, then you're gonna you're not gonna be able to sell, you're not gonna be successful. You'll just keep getting knocked down. Like I mean, how do you go to a hospital and say, hey, give me $6,000? They just don't. It's weird. That it's strange. Like the, the, the higher up the, the value chain you go, the easier it does get. But you need to really, really, really understand. And it's only sold at the passion point. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and then... Um, we are are also Matterport providers ourselves, and and one of the things that we're passionate about is e-commerce and shopability. And where we've seen success is focusing on e-commerce features for potential clients. Um, like for example, uh, we worked with GE Appliances to create shoppable three D showrooms of virtual kitchens featuring their appliances. And we ourselves are are passionate about. Hey, if you're a potential GE customer, you should allow your customers to be able to experience these virtual kitchens, click on any of the appliances in this space and learn more and interact with, with those products inside of a Matterport tour. And I think only because we had the passion about that potential customer experience, that's what allowed us to break through with such a large potential client, because without that, we would have just been like, oh, can't get to the right decision maker. Nobody is responding to us. Uh, and so we can't really, at the end of the day, sell this type of experience. And then kind of doubling down on that niche, like you said, like once you find something that you are passionate about, going after maybe that specific niche and, and trying to nail and scale from there. So I think that's that's profound. Yeah, it's, it's also a case with your passion. It's like, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a, being a bit full of yourself, but it's, when you're looking for new clients, it's like, you know, have the, have the approach in your own self that says, you are fortunate that I'm taking the moment to find you. Are you going to turn this opportunity down? I'm going to do my best not to pitch up and throw up because most of us have that problem. You know, we get too excited about the product and we, and we oversell it on, on at sight. And so the clients are so confused that they don't know what they're buying. The other option is when a client does approach you, you treat them like they are just God, you know, they are amazing. They, you found me every dollar you spend with me, I'm going to give you 10 back. For sure. Especially when you're getting the swing of it and you're seeing how this is working, you can comfortably start charging what your real value is. You know, there's never, we're never going to be able to have a true value because until this product becomes a high-end searched, you know, keyword that's worth $500, you're, you're all going to struggle. And the the customer interactions are really, really important and that they can sense that you do have that conviction and, and desire to help them with whatever pain point you're trying to solve with the virtual tour is, is super important. But One last thing, for anyone starting out, it's kind of, you, you kind of have to go all in. You know, if you're gonna, if you want to be a virtual tour business, which we 
focus on. You're all in on making this work. You know, you don't do, you know, having a a side gig, it it never, for me anyway, just wouldn't have been successful because how do you run a side gig? You know, you can never get into it. For sure. Yeah. It's like, you've got to be fully committed to making this, this work, because if not, you'll get rejected by a handful of people and say, this technology isn't being accepted uh, wide stream enough for me to be able to make this my, my full-time job. But you're living proof that um, somebody can make a full-time dedicated business to providing virtual tour experiences for, for businesses. One, um, one other question I've got for you, Dean, uh, is what are some of the biggest challenges that you're currently facing uh, as a Matterport provider, and, and what are you trying to do to solve those problems? I guess Matterport itself is one of the... <laughs> um, Matterport itself, if you, if you allow the, the noise around it of, of the, the sentiment of... The, the problem that, that reading through all the forums and stuff is that no one has the same problem. No, no one, there is no blankets. There's no, oh, all of a sudden we, we can't do something together or someone's losing, uh, yeah, the account or the, the sunsetting of this. There's a lot of stress that's coming from it. But the reality is if you weren't in the Matterport business with Matterport and you were in your normal business, there'd be other stresses that came from it. So I think one of the biggest things is not, is, is, is filtering the noise. Uh, you know, if you're going to commit to Matterport, commit to Matterport because you. If we don't, it's not going to be there. For sure. It's are there are there other solutions that you know that people are using that you've potentially looked into aside from Matterport? Or I, I'm, I'm always looking. I'm always looking at. I think the problem with what I'm what I'm what I'm feeling is that people are trying to cross over into this accuracy scans point hmm. you know oh the blk is alike is and they they're trying that they, they there may be a miscommunication somewhere or misunderstanding but i i think the problem is that because matterport said oh you can go to construction and you can extract the 57s or, it doesn't mean it's accurate it just means that those files are available but some people in the industry or this is there's this thin line somewhere that's causing a lot of noise going Oh, let's compare it against the BLK. Let's compare it. There's a difference. It's, it's completely different. And if you're continually broadcasting that it's not the same, if you, you can't be selling that product, it's, it, why would you do that? I don't understand. That's just, there's a confusion there that I think, um, it, sorry, it, it, with regards to um, other, yes, I'm always looking at other products, but I'm looking at more for myself as a designer, mm-hmm. more customizable, more owner, uh, more unique products. So I am, I am looking at the likes of uh, 3D Vista, which is fully customized, fully, you know, as a designer, I like to be able to, to, to fully, you know, uh, and then you've got, you've got many others. There's um, uh, what's a giraffe. It just depends on what you want to focus on. But I think the, I think there's going to be more of an art form. I think the Pro 3 has kind of um, 
simplified any creativity that's going to be required. Yeah, totally. I think what I'm understanding from what you're saying is it's really important to focus on the job to be done. Uh, because if you are looking at working for some architecture project that needs very, very accurate point cloud data, then you know Matterport might not be the solution. The Pro 3 might not be as accurate, quote unquote, as, as something like the BLK. Mm -hmm. uh, but focusing on back to our, our previous point of what are you passionate about? What problem are you trying to solve for your customer? then you can go to, okay, what solution is going to best solve that problem for the, the, the client that I am passionate about that I'm trying to sell these projects to? Because if that's the case, you know, maybe 3D Vista is the solution or maybe it's Matterport, maybe it is something else. And so I think really just deciding what customer segment am I most passionate about what problems can I try and solve for that customer? And then what is the best solution that exists out there that can help me solve this problem for that customer? Definitely. Uh, like, like with us, like, like I understand it's quite, it's, it's difficult because as soon as you find a, a customer that gets it, wow, this is awesome. This model, what else can we do? Our natural thing is to is is to keep going. We can do more. We can do more because because the supposed technology says I can do more, but we don't understand it. We don't understand the measurements. We don't understand the the implications of us selling them something that is not accurate. The point is to completely understand. My job is to shoot a virtual tour that is useful information and and communication. The client says to me then, Hey, can we can we take the E fifty sevens or can you create us some measurements? I can create you a floor plan. It's it's for visual purposes only. Oh no, we're needing it. It's scanning. Okay, cool. I have a, a a few clients or a few collaborators that take it to that next level. I then introduce them to them. I have I, I have now handed over that client to the next level up. The relationship I have with the scanning company is we do the map boards, they do the high end scanning, which means that at any point there is a you know, this whole thing in the world at the moment, we need to protect our clients. You need to also protect them by not delivering them a bad solution. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, not because they're looking to you as that they'll look to you. Where did this go wrong? Oh, I used Dean who, and who did the virtual tour, but then that's where it went wrong. Yeah. You have to always be careful of saying you can do something and, and deliver a solution when in reality, maybe you can't. And it's the reality is we will only do it. We're, we're, it's like I try and explain to everyone, this is purely an extension of photo, video, Matterport. It's, a, it's the next level. Nothing past that. Totally. No, I agree with you. Well, Dean, we appreciate you taking the time to jump on the phone and, and, and chat with us quickly. Um, I think there's been some awesome things that can be learned from this in particular um, for people that are new getting into Matterport, how they can best go about targeting specific customers and, and really trying to sell them on using virtual tours to solve real pains that they are experiencing in their business. So I appreciate your, your insights and thoughts there. Really, really helpful. Thank you so much.